When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Today we're here to talk about the affordable, I'm using in air quotes, unrestricted free agents on offense in 2023. Here to talk to me about that is Josh Reed. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing great, Quinn. I'm I'm sorry to burst people's bubble today, but you know we gotta gotta put things into perspective here. Yeah, I you know the first day of free agency is always a special one, and you know there's a lot of people in the Twitterverse out there who are sitting at home on their computer, or most likely at work on their computer because it's a Monday, right? And and hitting F5 every five seconds, hoping that there's an update to somebody the Ravens have signed, and that's it's just it's it's pure pain as player after player goes and you know people say come on ravens you got to do something kind of thing it's it's just uh, uh this is going to be a tough year because the ravens aren't going to be signing anybody early i think we both agree on that in terms of uh uh cap space they have almost none uh they're 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 scrimping to get down uh to to cover the lamar uh uh tender and so that's going to be going to be difficult. Um, but anyway, they they uh, are all making all kinds of moves to get there. And and uh, it's going to be an interesting free agent uh, season for a lot of other teams. Yeah. Yeah. They've already you know, said goodbye to Chuck Clark and, and they restructured Michael Pierce and Gus Edwards today. So they're slowly ticking away at that thing. But um, that Chuck Clark thing won't even be off their books until it can be official on the on the 15th so like they still have a, a ways to go as far as clearing cap space so don't expect any big splashes uh early on it's going to be a lot of second third maybe even fourth wave guys for the ravens yeah i i agree i think it'll be it'll be later on and if this lamar situation drags out as i expect it to so i i think there's actually a lot of incentive for teams if they're going to make an a offer sheet to make it after the draft so that it's a 24 and a 25 first round pick, which defers the value. And normally you might take a 20% discount on a pick deferred a year. So they're deferring two picks a year here. And it'll be, you know, a, a 20% discount on the, on the value of two first round picks. Very significant. It's just, it's just extremely significant. And I, I, the further problem with it is that if Lamar goes to another team and elevates that team with his own play, which he's certainly the kind of player who might be able to do that, then you end up getting worse picks yet. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a potentially very rotten situation for the Ravens in, in a lot of ways, but uh, you know, most likely just 
we're losing the quarterback we've cheered for these last five years and and would really not like to be doing that. Um, I think most Ravens fans probably feel like that way. I've, I have seen some things written online about you know some real vitriol aimed at Lamar over the recent Instagram post, or uh, I guess it was the Instagram post after the the uh, playoff game. But uh, you know it's it's really hard to to lose players period in this league and teams that draft well, they have to do it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at the Eagles. It's a team that's a super, super bowl and they're reportedly shopping Darius Slay and some other guys. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like the cyclical nature of, of the beast that we call the NFL and the whole business side of it. Yeah. The Rams are, are moving everybody, anybody they can move. Uh, they will, uh, they'll almost trade him for nothing at this point to, to, to get rid of players like Stafford and Ramsey get out of their contracts. And it, it looks to me like the Rams are willing to accept a um, big down year right away. It's not like the Rams were good this year at all anyway. So, so I think they realize that that any kind of competition for a championship right now is out, out of the question. So now the question is, are they going to full, you could call it tank mode, but it's get the money off the books mode at, at the very least. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think they're probably at that point um, it'll be interesting to see if other teams are eager to take them up on some of those contracts. Uh, potentially, you know, one of the interesting players out there, if the Ravens were to lose Lamar somehow, Matthew Stafford, if you don't have to give anything up for him, if you don't have anything to give much up to get for him in terms of draft capital, is he reasonably priced quarterback? I mean, he's you get years 35 to 38, ages 35 to 38 out of him, but um, he comes for an average, I think, uh, of what's left on the books. It's it's something like four years and about 30 million per year. Uh, when you take out those prorated bonuses, uh, very reasonable. It's even lower than what Lamar will earn on the cap. So, uh, on the tag rather. So, uh, you know, it, 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 I'm not saying it's a good replacement for Lamar. I'm just saying that the, the, the Rams may have something of value there to trade. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I appreciate about, you know, fans like you and other, other, other reasonable people, it's like, you know, like, I'd never want my team to be like what the Rams did. Like, yeah, you want like one breath that like, yeah, may go all in, but this whole bottoming out thing, like, I don't, I don't want, I'd never want my team to do that to where like, you know, like they go all in on this, on this gamble. And then your team is literally has to get blown up like a year or two after that. And then you're going to be in like the, the, the wilderness for God knows how long until you can go all in again. Cause they have no picks for a long time. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's not something I want to go through as a season ticket holder. And actually I just looked up Stafford's money. It's, he has four years and $95.5 million left in terms of salary and roster bonuses, not the prorated bonus. So, you know, that's that's less than $25 million a year, Twenty less than $24 million a year. That's a, a, a be an interesting number. The Rams would have to choke down $55.5 million of dead money to, to, uh, to make that play. So that would put a little crimp in their playoff plans for next year. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... You know, looking at the players, we, we kind of struggled with how to do this show because I'm not going to do a position by position re, uh, review of free agents. So Josh is doing the entire offense. Uh, might be Josh, might be somebody else does the entire defense because uh, you know he's very good, obviously. But uh, you know, we, we're not doing position groups this year like we wouldn't have previous years. Just not enough money to justify that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really going to be a bare bones kind of free agency period now, and that's you know that's the whole pay the piper kind of thing. Um, but uh, where where do you want to where do you want to start? You want to start with our our pipe dream guys, or sure, sure. Let's talk about the guys who who are so priced out that they won't make it. And and there's a whole another layer above the layers above the people that I have on my list. But go ahead. 
Okay, um, this is start off with guys that the Ravens have no shot at, um, and and it, it, it's these are guys that the Ravens have been linked to or or rumored to be interested in. I know Matthew Barry said that the Ravens are are, are really like like uh, Anthony, uh, you know, it's uh, Alan Lazard, but he's a guy that even though he's gonna not gonna make top of the market money, he's still gonna make out of the Ravens price range money. I mean, I'm just I got this I got this over the cap thing pulled up right now, and he's projected to make an annual of twelve point five million. Um, Ravens don't even have that right now. I mean, this is like a, a order. Like we we saw what guys like Christian Kirk got overpaid last last off season. Got guys like him who you know I don't think I think only like one one thousand yard season on his resume and got is like, I think he's getting paid like twenty million a year or nineteen million a year and stuff like that. So I mean, guy like Alan Lazard who's who's like that next lower tier of guys. He's not he's you know he's not reasonably priced for the Ravens. A guy like Juju Smith-Schuster who quietly had almost a thousand yard season. Um, you know. Kind of a bounce back year for him, you know. He went from having next, no, no productions last year in Pittsburgh, and he was hurt. You know, albeit you know him being hurt, but you know he almost has a thousand yards with the Chiefs, won the Super Bowl with them, and anytime like teams can 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 pill for his Super Bowl winning rosters, you know they're gonna jump at it, even if the guy isn't that guy. I mean, you know, let's let's be real. The number one receiver in the Chiefs offense, you know, was Travis Kelsey, even though he's a tight end, he's basically you know the number one receiver. So I mean, the Chiefs showed that they can they can get by with guys like. You know, Juju and 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 MBS and and traded for Kadarius Tony. So um, there's a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster is probably going to get. I think I have his his pulled up right here. He's going to get anywhere between just per over the cap, fourteen point six million per year. Ravens can't do that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, that it, it's not not happening. And then the, um, the third top of the market guy, um, I guess top of the what's the, what's what's available um, is uh, Jacoby Myers. You know, he's another guy who's been linked to the Ravens by several by several analysts and stuff. He's projected to make per over the cap twelve point five million a year. Not happening. Raven Ravens don't even have half of that right now. Um, and then the you know there's there's always the whole Odell Beckham thing. You know, hovering around. You know, people asked Todd Monken about about him because during his time with, with the Browns, and he 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 liked Odell, the Odell. But you know, there's 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 no way. I don't care what Odell looks like at his workout. He's holding down in Arizona. Did you hear about that? He told he's having a workout. Um, I did down in, in Arizona or wherever where teams can come look at him and double and digit he, teams supposedly there. Yeah, uh, thank. I would say thanks, but no thanks. But can happen. I mean, there's going to be a bidding war for his services, and Ravens aren't going to be able to uh, to cast I, their stone. I would I wouldn't be in on the bidding anyway. I'm not trying to sour grapes this year, but the guy's really he's not on the back nine. He's on the back three right now. He's 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 walking into the clubhouse. I uh, didn't play in 2022. If you look at his yards per target career, it is a scary, scary thing. I'm gonna run you through this just season by season. 10.0 career high as a rookie, 9.2 is second highest in his second year, then 8.1. 7.4, back up to 8.5 at age 26 in 2018, then 7.8, 7.4, and 6.5. That's where he was last year. Or, sorry, in 2021 when he last played, I should say. And that included time with the Rams that, you know, obviously should have been better than that. But uh, there's nothing about that, that that would project to a guy who can who, who can – Help the Ravens next year. I mean, he's, he project. He's he's a veteran wide receiver. He's a geriatric, frankly, wide receiver. His catch rate has been dropping with that yards per target. He's not really a good contested catch guy, and well, at least he's not winning him like he did earlier in his career. And he'll be thirty one in November. So I, I, you know, I he he probably will play this year. I would say if he's the guy who's still around and and can't figure out why he hasn't made big money and needs a one-year deal sure give him one year with with 
you know, a, a vet minimum with three million additional incentives, he can make maybe even five million additional incentives because he ain't getting there. I, I can tell you that it's not it's not a big risk. Um, I, I just don't think he's the, he's the right guy for the Ravens. And if if there if there's seriously is someone out there willing to willing to give him four million of guaranteed money, Ravens should be completely out. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, like I said, he'd be a flyer guy if that's that's if if the Ravens were interested in that. I just don't believe that they are. Um, but yeah, those are my those are my top of the market guys who I you know think the Ravens are are, are not going to be in. Um, there are some um, interesting options, you know, that I feel like will will be affordable if they can, you know, not not if because they're going to have to get underneath the cap in order to uh, to be cap compliant when the new year league year begins. But there's some second and third wave guys that are, are intriguing. Okay, well, let's say I'll I'll go through my two prices that you didn't mention because Laz- Lazard and Juju were also on my list, but the but the um, guard for the Eagles, I, I, Isaac and Sayamalo, uh, is is a guy who the the Ravens cannot afford, and I don't think nope. he's as good as Ben Powers. And Ben, obviously, I saw something recently saying that that you know somebody didn't think he would get paid. I I completely disagree. Of the guards out there, he clearly is one of the very best, and. I, I think unless you buy into somehow the PFF combined number, you really got to love powers for his pass blocking being so near the top of the league. His penalties are very low. I, I, I really expect him to get paid. I don't think there's the hope that he'll be kind of last year's Bradley Bozeman that kind of overrates his value in the market and, you know, could have had a deal with the Ravens. It's, it's just powers is going to get paid. So I'm, I'm, I'm confident of that. The other guy, you know, who I like, who I think actually fits the Ravens' need to, to take the top off the defense is McCole Hardman, but he's he's out of the Ravens' price range as well. And and he's played with Mahomes, so other teams may actually have a little bit of hesitation. Doesn't have a, a perfect um, injury history from last year, but he has a general lack of injuries in his career, and he's still young, ascending catch and yard per target rates. I just see him as out of the Ravens' price range, even though if I were, like, wanted a mid-range wide receiver cost guy, he would probably be the guy I would pick out of this year's group. Yeah, yeah, he's he he, he he's probably gonna get like I feel like he's gonna get an, a contract in line with what MVS got last last year. You know, like take the top yeah. off take the top of defense kind of guy, kind of like a Tyreek Hill replacement. Cause I remember when they first drafted um Miko Hardman, that was kind of, he was supposed to be like the Tyreek Hill in case in case Tyreek because he had legal troubles at that time. So it was he was supposed to be looked at as oh, this is a direct replacement for Tyreek Hill, which he never was, but you know, he's still speed kills and people pay for speed. Yeah. And and with the Ravens tight end situation really needing to get that level two, level three area open, a speed guy would be perfect. And and I think the Ravens obviously, at least from the way I see it, are gonna have to go to the draft to get it. The older guys don't have the speed they once did. There's one other guy that that I think does maybe fit into the right size, right price range. But uh, but you tell me if DJ Chark is a guy who really fits into your uh, that might be okay. That is the top of my uh, affordable. You know, it's it's, it's kind of a bit of a bit of a push. You know, because I'm looking at his over the cap uh, projected uh, salary right now, and it's average of nine point five million, which you know they can't afford right now. But you know, make 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 another few moves, and maybe you know, I just think DJ Chark. I don't even know if he's going to get that. I feel like he's the kind of guy that might because like he signed with the Lions as, as a one year prove it deal, didn't really pop. So I think he might want to go to another offense. I mean, this is a I think he's got I think I I don't know 
how much you know Pro Bowl means anymore. But mm-hmm. he's you know he he got he was a Pro Bowl receiver down in Jacksonville and went to the Lions and, uh, on a on a one year prove it deal. Didn't really prove it, so I think he might be in um in, in line to want to do that again because I don't think he's going to want to go back to to the, to Detroit because you know they have Amon Ross St. Brown and then uh, Jamison Williams who's going to be a big factor in their office next year. Yeah, the the reason I like him is he, he did not play with a good quarterback last year, obviously in in golf. Uh, so, so that's not, it's not playing with a lot of vision. Did play indoors. His catch rate was still pretty low. Uh, so last, last year's catch rate was 57.7%, which obviously is not what you want out of, out of any receiver of, of any position type, but, um, you know, 502 yards and 9.7 yards per target is the key figure. That is a hell of a number. And you've heard me talk about yards per target on this show before, but the Ravens only had four guys in their history that reached 10 yards per target. And not many others that have been in the nines. So, uh, you know, somebody somebody gets nine point seven even indoors is a legitimate speed threat like Chark was. I think Chark is the guy who was four thirty four, right? And and uh, out of uh, in the combine, I think he's the uh, guy. LSU, yeah, yeah, LSU, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, so he's still got a lot of that speed. I'm sure. I'm sure not quite the 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 burner he was at the combine because that's kind of the peak of everybody's speed number. But but still a guy who could take the top off of defense, and I'd be excited to to try and get him in Baltimore. Could be a good ex- extended play guy for Lamar uh, on some of those long throws. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's a guy I'd love to see them like sign to maybe like a two, three year deal on somewhere between, you know, four and six million. That, that'd be like my perfect range for him as far as uh, ideal contract wise. But, you know, he is, he is he's a good size, speed, and um, a contest, contest, he can make contest, contested catches too. So he's mm-hmm. a guy I feel like the Ravens are kind of the, the, the mold that they've been looking for for a while. And he'd be at, at this stage of his career where he's kind of kind of looked, at, I wouldn't say revive his career, but kind of like looking for looking for a bounce back. I feel like this would be the perfect opportunity for the Ravens to pounce. And it'd be that, that nice kind of mid tier guy that I feel like fans wouldn't necessarily be over the moon for, but would still be excited about. Yeah. I, 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 it's a stylistic fit in this case for the Ravens in terms of, of having the speed to peel the top off the defense. They just need a guy like that. And I, I, he's got, he's got his own warts. I mean, you know, he hasn't, he's got an injury history. He hasn't really played that, you know, he's missed some games certainly in recent years. Um, but, but I like, I, you know, I like what he brings to this offense in terms of, of being able to free up some space for tight ends. And uh, there's, there's just, it's hard to ignore a good yards per target number like that um, when there's so many guys among these veteran guys who are a lot of times contested catch guys who just can't do it uh, that, that aren't nearly in the same range. Chark is a low target guy. So you got to be careful with those guys because they probably don't get a lot of contested balls that they have to really fight for What 52 targets or something last year. It wasn't, wasn't many. Uh, so it's, it's, it is a guy that I'd be fearful if you tried to increase his target load because he's the best you got, all of a sudden becomes an even lower catch percentage guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the, he's, he's not a guy that you want out there for a whole bunch of snaps, but I feel like he'll you get some really good quality snaps out of him, especially if they build up that room in the way that John Harbaugh vowed that, you know, the Ravens are going to do this this offseason. So I'd like to see them get a couple guys, um, you know, like the not, not too pricey guys. I feel like two veterans, two rookies, and – you know, we're, we're, we're good as far as the receiver position goes. Wow. Two veterans. I don't know if that's happening. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not talking about two veterans in like the first couple of ways, but like maybe yeah. like another, like, like there's some other guys out there. Um, did you want to go into some more? Sure. You, you, why don't you go next? I'll, and then I'll name another player who's in the about right price range and we can kind of alternate. Cause these are, these are the ones we are hoping for. 
Yeah, so the, another guy for me, another contested catch guy, Raven fans should be pretty familiar with is a guy like Marvin Jones. He's a little, a little long in the tooth, but, you know, for over the cap, he's only projected to make $3.4 million as far as annual salary. Um, so if the Ravens get him on like a, on a nice – and they were in – they were probably in on him a few years back when he decided to sign with the Jags and, um, you know, didn't really pop there. But I feel like he'd be a good, you know, veteran guy because, like, right now they have, like, no veterans in a receiver room. So you get a veteran guy in there who's, like I said, a, a durable guy, useful guy, contested catch kind of guy, possession receiver kind of guy. I feel like he's kind of, I'm going to say a souped up version of Demarcus Robinson. But, you know, I feel like he's he's another guy that, you know, if you didn't want to, I'm all for having D-Rob come back. But, you know, I feel like Marvin Jones would be an upgrade and um, at, at um, you know, not much of a cost. 6.3, 6.5 yards per target last year for Jacksonville. Got a good quarterback throwing him the football there. Um, he had 81 targets. Uh, I just can't fall in love with that. Uh, there's, there's too much about that. It's, his, his catch rate was only 57%, 56.8 actually, uh, which looks like it was a career low. No, not quite a career low for him, but towards the bottom of his, of his uh, career. His career is 60, about 61% catch rate. I, I can't get excited about that. He's 32 years old. He'll be 33 in... Well, tomorrow it looks like this is on the on the the twelfth. He turns uh, thirty three, so I'm going to be out on him. Uh, I think even at even at a vet minimum contract, I wouldn't see that happening until injuries struck. You know that they they just needed to go out and find somebody. I, he'll, in my mind, he would have a very hard time finding a job this offseason. I know people think the wide receiver position is important, but I think he's just better off taking a shot at the draft. Yeah, to me, he's like a like a like a third wave kind of guy. So he's not at the top of my list. Another guy I I, I like a lot. Um, you know, he's nice role players. Um, Mac Hollins um played for played for the Raiders, and he's only projected to get about two point four million annual salary. So he's kind of like a nice role player, big body dude with speed too. So you kind of get like a two for one special kind of thing with a guy like that. Um, not too long in the tooth. And um, Maryland kid. Yeah, yep, yep. And he's had some he's made some big plays for the Raiders past past few years, especially in some of their clutch moments. He's kind of well, you know, especially when Waller was has been in and out of the lineup, he's kind of Derek Carr's go-to guy when it comes to those jump ball things. So he has speed and he has a nice wide catch radius. Yeah, I I'm I need to I need don't know exactly how he ran originally, but it's been a few years now. He's 29. Uh actually let's be let's be clear about that. Yeah, he'll be 30 in September. So Probably too far gone for me, but uh, but you could. Do you need a moment? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So uh, I, I'll I'll go to, to the next guy on my about right price guy, and this will be interesting to see if he if he gets a contract. <laughs> they've they've actually now they may have solved their save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Running back problem for the moment. Uh, but Devin Singletary would be an interesting player to me. I just don't think that the Ravens will now get a third running back after today they took care of Gus Edwards and make sure he's going to be around for another year. But when I look at the running back market, here's my main thing is I don't want anybody who's long in the tooth at all. So, and that really starts at about age 27 for a running back. 
yeah. uh, 27, 28, I, I, you know, I don't want them anymore. So th- the guys who have a significant amount of tread wear, I don't want. The guys I will maybe take a chance on, a guy who's 27, 28, has very limited touches in his career. But give me a good reason to like that guy. And I believe he could maybe work stylistically with what the Ravens are trying to do. He has to be a stylistic fit for the Ravens. That said, the Ravens have been so good at going out and finding guys on other people's roster to the last couple of years when they've gone old all the time they, they, at finding, you know, good running backs on other people's rosters. I think they ought to really stick with that method and try and save money. You got to figure out somewhere where you're going to not spend. And that would seem to be it for the Ravens right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, they're just like, when, when I think about like, you know, what, what the Ravens want, I kind of like, it's, it's a really good running back draft this year too. So I, I fully expect the Ravens to, um, you know, particularly, but, you know, potentially, you know, get a running back in, in the draft probably on, um, you know, definitely on day three. It's not like a day, day, day two kind of, kind of, kind of need for them. But I definitely think that he's a, um, that there are some guys there, especially, um, especially like in the, in like the fourth round is kind of like the sweet spot where I believe that, that they're, they Ravens could find that, find a guy or two. Um, and then you kind of think of the whole Todd Monken offense and it's like, you know, he's, his emphasis on wanting to utilize space. And like, I wouldn't mind having a guy like Kenya Drake come back um, on a, on a, on a near vet man. Cause he's the kind of guy that I feel like would really operate well, but then you think, okay, whatever, whether I have Kenya Drake for the vet men, or maybe draft a guy like Kenny McIntosh, who's familiar with the Todd Monken offense in the fourth round. So it's kind of like, man, you know, like I feel like the Ravens will add a running back, you know, in free agency. Um, I prefer it not. I wouldn't even mind having Justice Hill back, to be honest with you. Sure. Um, I just, I just don't know if, if Hill will want to be back. Um, I just feel like he's a guy that was, he may have felt he's kind of underutilized in Baltimore, um, and he might, you know, I feel like he'd be a, a great in like an outside zone kind of offense. So I could see him going somewhere like San Fran or even maybe Miami. But I'd love to have him back in Baltimore. Yeah, Justice Hill's an interesting case because I think that could happen or could even be that he's a Raven for life. Um, you know, it's it's a he's a good special teams player. He's very key to the Ravens there. He can return kicks when he's needed, when he needs to. Um, and, he, and he can run the football. I think the Ravens have not given him enough of a chance to run the football, not enough actual touches in the backfield. They've had him in there on a lot of passing downs and not thrown the ball to him, which yeah. I think is is, you know, a little bit sad, but on the other hand, I don't think Justice Hill is people are, are lining up to sign him. So he could be the kind of guy who comes back vet minimum year after year for the Ravens um, and 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 has some role on the offense uh, during that time in a big special teams role. Yeah, I think his special teams role will really kind of be like, hey, like they might even like, we'll say sweeten the pot a little bit more, but he might make more in Baltimore than he would yeah. elsewhere just because they're, they're priority they, they put on special teams. Yeah, and when you say more, I assume you mean like the the Anthony Levine kind of more, where he gets a four hundred thousand dollar bonus over two years, or even a two hundred thousand dollar bonus spread over over two years, um, above the above the vet men. So it'd, yep. be, it'd be it'd be really small, but we're not talking about two years, four million, or anything like that, because it wouldn't. Be oh no, 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 no. Like that, that, those are the kind of deals that 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 some guys with with I wouldn't say like big down production, but with moderate to high production are projected to get um, that. That's not a justice Hill kind of kind of, kind of projection as far as a contract that he would garner. All right. I, who's your next guy. That's that the, in the might be about right uh, category. Um, so I, I you know, this guy has some has some work as far as you know injury and stuff like that. But a former second round guy, uh, Paris Campbell from the Colts, 
Um, he has speed. He's not projected to get a whole lot of money out there in the open market. Only like, over the cap only has him um, projected to make I think like two point five on the open market. A guy like him, or I don't know about Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton, even though he's not projected to make a whole lot, um, his his cash percentage wasn't wasn't the best. His drop percentage was kind of concerning. Um, but he's a guy who's not projected to make to make a lot on the open market. But those are just like two speed guys that that, that they could probably be had for an affordable contracts. One one thing we saw in the Colts game in 21 was that Campbell put a fair amount of wiggle on, I think it was Anthony Averitt Anthony Averitt, yeah. That night. Yeah. And and it was uh yeah, it, it, certainly the Ravens could really use another guy with a little bit of wiggle. I think that that you know we saw some of that in the preseason last year from Demarcus Robinson, but it would be nice if they had another uh another receiver who who did that. I, I don't know where he is speed wise anymore, uh where where Paris Campbell is. I don't think he's really the kind of guy who takes the top off a of defense. He's obviously had a, a, most of a year lost to injury and uh, played only six games in 21 and then came back and played the whole year last year with 63 catches. So what's not good about that is he had 6.8 yards per target. I know the Colts didn't have a whole lot of quality QBs throwing the ball to him, but uh, but it is what it is, and that's just not a very good number. Yeah, well, these these are the guys that the Ravens are going to reduce <laughs> reduce to, Ken. You know, whether whether fans want to accept it or not. You know, I mean, like if you look at the, it's really a. I mean, that's that's why a team like the Bears go out and trade for DJ Moore because you know that it's kind of really kind of bare bones out there as far as um, players available to surround your um, surround your quarterback with talent. I mean, there are guys like Jarvis Landry who maybe a few years ago would have been intriguing, but at this point in his career. Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, some other guys, Greg, Greg Dortch, Noah Brown, who was a possession receiver for the Cowboys, um, had a pretty decent, pretty decent season for them. But, you know, even he's not going to, you know, turn a lot of heads or take the top of the defense. So the, as far as things the Ravens really need, um, it's another speed, speed, speed guy. Cause you know, Devin Duvernay hasn't really proven to be that consistent speed threat. And Rashad Bateman was that guy, you know, average 19 point, 19, 19 yards to catch before he went down, but you're going to need more guys um, that can, they can stretch the field, especially in his Todd Malkin offense, where I feel like they could really, really spread things out and, and, and torch teams if they have those guys. Right. I, Landry in particular is a guy whose name comes up from time to time, but he just doesn't doesn't meet the Ravens' needs stylistically. They they need a field stretcher, not another tight end. And right. Landry is Landry is at this point in terms of his speed and receiving capabilities, more like a a uh, a smallish tight end or a guy a guy who who probably has a little bit of wiggle and route running ability that can still serve him well. But he but he no longer strikes fear into a cornerback certainly in terms of of being a guy that that can't be followed or use makeup speed against if he's if he's trying to stop and go on the outside or if he's trying. You know, any number of of tricks to get open. So uh I I, I just I'm I'm no on Jarvis Landry. Um I do have one other I'll, I'll switch you over to the offensive line for one guy I think might be a reasonable choice for the Ravens. There's a lot of highly damaged properties in the offensive line. And then there's a bunch of guards that the Ravens can't afford, with a couple I named in uh mm-hmm. in, in Powers and Ciavalo being a couple of them. But the the uh, uh the guy who might be affordable and might uh, be reasonable as Bradley Bozeman. I would give the Ravens a backup center. Um, and I guess Cologne is going to his fourth year this year, if I recall correctly. And he's not a free agent now, right? Cologne yeah, is going to his fourth year. 20, 2020 was his first year. So 2020. Number four. Yeah. Yep. 
Okay, so so he he'll still be around. So in theory, he could make the team. Uh, Bozeman, I think, is a little bit better player, and what he did in terms of being able to pull as a guard was something that was quite valuable. I think I think he'd be a guy that that would be a reasonable fit for the Ravens again. Didn't have a great year with Carolina. Didn't have the job the entire season um, over there. So it's it'll be an interesting uh, question uh, as to as to how much he makes. But there's a, he's behind a lot of guards. The Ravens know who he is. He knows the Ravens system, and I think for that reason, he might be a really a reasonable guy to try and reacquire. Um, it's not. I don't think it'll be big money either. I think that that uh, he'll come pretty cheap, honestly. Yeah, no, he he, he signed with Carolina on like a one year prove it deal with like some incentives, and I, I'm not sure how many of those incentives that he hit, but I know it pro- probably wasn't much, just because like I said, I think yeah, I think he got hurt, and then he didn't also didn't keep the job, so he'd be a guy that I'd, lo- I'd welcome. I'd love to welcome back to Baltimore, especially on a you know a very reasonable price contract. It's just I was going through some of the guard list, and you know after some of the guys that the Ravens you know clearly can't afford like a Powers or a Sayamalu, and I'm not really interested in a guy like Gabe Jackson, even though he got cut would be because I got casualty. He's kind of too long in the tooth and didn't particularly play, you know, all that well in Seattle. So, I mean, I feel like when it comes to guards, I feel like Ravens can always, like, find guys in the draft. But the problem is they don't have a whole lot of picks this year. Well, it could get a UDFA. I'm about to say, yeah, yeah, and then there's always that option, too. You know, they're really good at finding, especially interior linemen when it comes to um, undrafted free agents. And they have a nice long history of that. Look at a guy like a Patrick McCary, five-position player. Uh, one of my one of my um, dream fits in this year's draft, they probably won't be in range to get. He's probably going to go in the second or third round, and I don't think they're going to spend the third round on the offensive line with a guy like Cody Mock from uh, North Dakota State. Um, he's a, he's a, he's kind of like a souped-up Patrick McCary, a guy who played tackle in college, but that can play all five positions um that's another story for another time but he's one of the, he's one of my guys um when you, when you get when you get into the draft talk you can you, you'll you remember him because you know one he's ginger and two he's toothless he has his front, front two teeth are missing so he's a, wow yeah he's interesting he said he might get them fixed when he gets them to gets to the league but also might just kind of be his calling card so um he's a guy that i like but um yeah when it comes to when it comes to offensive veteran guards um, like I said, I don't think the Ravens are going to be like they're definitely going to be big spenders, and I I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't wait till after the draft to see what kind of shakes out to maybe sure. pick up another pick up another guard or two to add some competition for a guy like Ben Cleveland who's heading into a pivotal third season for him. Yeah, yeah, obviously very big year for Cleveland. You know, we still haven't heard absolutely Kevin Zeitler is coming back, and I I think I hope he wants to. But I haven't heard anything definitive that says he's definitely coming back. And I, something even tells me that he might retire. So I, I'm I'm concerned about that. And I think the Ravens may end up needing a guard. And if Powers ends up being a, a, a bust, and I think the Ravens' feelings about him are not entirely clear at this moment, given the fact that he didn't win the job from Powers at some point during last season. Powers played pretty well, so it would have been hard for him to do it. But um, – but then again, that's what he was supposed to do is a much bigger, highly drafted body uh, was supposed to be able to take a job from somebody. And yeah, I, yeah, I know. I, yeah, the, the hype around surrounding Ben Cleveland after he got drafted kind of kind of got a little out of hand. Um, I mean, he was he was getting compared to uh, Sir Gregor Clegane from from Game of Thrones, you know, the whole mountain yeah. thing. And I mean, like when you look at it with his shirt off, I mean, he doesn't look like a typical offensive lineman. The guy looks like a freaking Viking. Um, mm-hmm. But it doesn't always translate to the field. And for whatever reason, he's had you know some nice moments. 
um, you know, fast uh, blocking and, and and run blocking. Um, but it just hasn't been consistent enough for the Ravens to keep him on the field. And um, you know, a guy like Ben Powers, you know, really had had his had his breakout season last year. Was I think more than anything was just was just so consistent. I mean, that consistency is really key. Like, because like as we see sometimes with with Lamar, one bad block can can send him to the shelf for five weeks. You know, it was it was McCarry this past year. Um, when he when he when he got when he got, he got beat by the outside linebacker by the, by the Broncos, and then last year it was um what well, it, it, it was Cleveland game. I don't, I'm not sure if it was Velo Nueva's guy or somebody, but it was I know it was, it was JLK who came and clipped his mm-hmm. ankle, and that's what kind of sent him on the shelf. Yeah, I have to go back. Game. I actually don't know who missed that block, or or if there was even really a missed block at all, and and it was just he he used space or or came when the when the uh, when the rollout had started. But yeah, that's that's a it's a bad matchup for the Ravens, generally speaking, with fast pass rushing inside linebackers uh, against them. That's that's a that's definitely not Lamar's ideal situation. A couple of the guys on on the guard list that I looked at, but I'm I'm probably a no one. But they might you know, these are the kind of guys, the the last gasp guys, um, Nate Davis and Evan Brown, and neither of them is all that old, but both of them are not that good. And it's they're they're both to be like reclamation projects in a way. Nate Davis played some, you know, has played some time at Tennessee. I think he's about twenty seven years old now. I might be wrong about that. Yeah, I remember him when he came out of UC Charlotte. Yeah, and and Evan Brown, the the guard for Detroit, um, hasn't shown all that much uh, uh, to date yet. But he's a guy. If the Ravens see something, they can think they can fix, or they they think they can see a guy who could be a pulling guard. Maybe you get him. I think either case, those guys are one-year guys. There's not a multi-year contract there, so hopefully it would fit the vet minimum kind of level. And if you're talking about about you know power is not getting paid, and there's there's just too many guards out there who are above average in the in the whole class free agency class. Those guys don't have any hope at all if Powers doesn't get paid. I mean they're <laughs> they're way down the, the totem pole from him. How about other players, maybe that are that are, are either in the range or maybe damaged goods that you would consider in the in the, on under some terms? Um, I mean, they said there there's some there's some guys that you know had high expectations coming to see a guy like Cody Ford, um, another guy who you know was highly drafted but you know hasn't really dominated. Max Sharping, another guy. Will Hernandez, another another dude. These are kind of just like jags at this point, mm-hmm. but kind of like shot shot in the dark kind of dudes who could probably have for cheap one year deals. Um, I wouldn't touch a guy like Trey Turner. I'm good on him. Um, yeah, as far as far yeah, as far as guards go, like I said I mean Dalton Reisner is a guy who's going to probably going to get paid. Um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of slim pickings as far as needle movers for me. What do you think about Robbie Anderson or Demir Bird? Both the guys are kind of long in the two. I think Robbie Anderson is about to be 30 here pretty soon. And Demir Bird, I think he's 30 or 30 plus. But these are two that kind of field stretcher dudes might be able. We had on like one year contracts for 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 low money. What do you what do you think about those two guys? I can't rule it out for what it is. Robbie Anderson's been terrible the last two years. Um, four point seven and six point four yards per target in one hundred and fifty four targets. So it's not a trivial amount of targets. Um, he's really been awful. Catch rate's been in the mid forties uh, during that time. So I, I I think I would stay away from him. Uh, he'll be thirty in May. So yeah. I'm probably a no on that, a no on him. Uh, and the other one is is you didn't say Bird, did you, or did you say Bird? yeah, yeah, Demir Bird? He's kind of been a undersized, but still kind of speedy, take top of the take top of a defense kind of guy. 
He's certainly been around the league. Um, he'll he's thirty now. He'll be thirty when he plays this season as well. Um, he's never really gotten a gotten a lot of playing time, but was last year he was decent in very limited playing time for Atlanta. And his career is not terrible in terms of yards per target or anything. I just I'm I wouldn't be all that excited about him. I I don't know what kind of route runner he is. He's a smaller guy. Um. Yeah, I, I, you know, honestly, I, I just have to say I don't know enough about him to make a judgment on that. But you, you kind of like him as a speed guy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if, if you if you watch any of the the Falcons tape, Falcons tape, and just kind of follow Demir Bird's career, he's always kind of been like a, you know, say I wouldn't say exactly speed merchant, but he's kind of been a guy just kind of like TikTok of defense kind of do also gadget guy. He's a guy that you can use on jet sweeps and kind of get the ball in his hand on the smoke screen, and he can take a ball. He can, he can get up field pretty quickly too. So I mean, he's got a little bit longer in the tooth, but a little shifty dude. He can play slot. He can except. I mean, his preferred spot is not on the outside, but he's a guy that can definitely like stretch, stretch, stretch the field. So the Ravens, I guess, for one thing I'd say is that the Ravens don't have a, not a lot of use for a slot receiver with the enormous stable of tight ends they have. They just won't make good use of him. If they want to put him on the field as a jet sweep option, then he's then he might be taking time away from a player like Duvernay, unless they're going to make Duvernay more of a straight up receiver in their hour of need here, because hey. They need that a lot more, obviously, than they need a jet sweep guy. Uh, you see, I, I, Todd Monken is going to change this offense in some significant ways. But I think the Ravens are still, if Lamar Jackson is a quarterback, are still going to have to create misdirection to try and get Lamar opportunities in the middle is the most likely way they will still continue to run the football with Lamar. And if that's the case, then I don't really think that that a – you know, a five nine uh, receiver is is ideal. He he has to take somebody else's job, who they currently have. And I think the Ravens are so strapped for cash. They they want somebody who they don't have that job filled right now, like a slot cornerback. Right now, they they don't have a slot cornerback on the team. And uh, you know, if 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 you're gonna if they just let Chuck Clark go, so they've kind of tipped their hand a little bit to what they probably are likely to do with with Kyle Hamilton. You could draft a safety. In fact, I, I saw one first round mock that had the Ravens drafting a safety. Brian Branch. He's a yeah. he's a he's a, a slot safety hybrid. He's a guy that I really like. Uh, he played that star position at uh, for Nick Saban down in Alabama. Mm-hmm. So he's basically a slot corner that also plays a little safety. He's a guy that you know like Ravens fans wouldn't really be too excited about it. He's a guy I'd love for them in the first round. The fact that he ran a I think he ran like a four five something at the combine didn't the fact that he didn't you know ran like a blazing 40 I mean he, he could definitely be a viable option for the Ravens in the first round. Um, that wouldn't be my first choice, but I also wouldn't be mad at it either. I, I do like Brian Branch. He's a, he's a nice versatile player. All right. I, I would favor an aircraft cor- carrier corner in the first round. I think it's the Ravens' biggest need, and I think they need to they need to make sure they get it filled in a pretty deep corner class this year. So I, I'm, I'd, be, I'd be eager on that. Yeah, I, I mean, if, if you have, if, if I have my preference of corners that might go on that range, um, I'd prefer a guy like you know Deontay Banks, another Mar- you know another yeah. Maryland dude, uh, or if, if you if you you know if, you know strike out on him, his his uh, teammate uh, Jacorian, uh, I think Bennett, uh, he's a guy that you know because he, he had such an awesome combine, he might be a guy who he was projected to be a fourth round dude, but might, might be could be had in the third round. So I wouldn't be all too mad at that either if the Ravens took him at eighty six. It definitely could be. It, they could go either way on a wide receiver corner, corner wide receiver. But I think it's it's 
you know, if I had to bet that the, if I had to box the exactor, what do you call it when you, when you get an exactor either of two ways in horse racing, not sure what it is, but if you, if you, if, if I take that exact and I can get it either way, I think there's a pretty good chance that it's wide receiver and corner with their first two picks. Yep. That, that, that's my betting favorite too, too. All right. Anybody else that we should be talking about while we're here? Oh man, Ken, I I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, this is this is it's it's, it's, it's going to be tough until we know what. I mean, we have an idea with what the Iranians' cap is going to look like. Um, just it's going to be slim pickings, man. I mean, I don't think Ravens fans should be, um, you know, itching at their phones or checking refreshing their computers too much come Wednesday. <laughs> I just don't think it's going to be a whole lot of movement outside of just more restructures. Yeah, get a good new computer game to play. Um, it's a, it's a, a good way to relieve anxiety during that, uh, during that first week of free agency, hopefully and you'll have something else to do. Cause unfortunately it's not going to be the Ravens time, but, uh, Josh really appreciate you coming on. You're always great on these, on these shows and uh, a lot of good research. I appreciate that. Uh, tell folks where they can find your work. Yeah, we find all my Ravens stuff at um, Heavy on Ravens um, for, for Heavy Sports. That's where all my Ravens content is. And, um, yeah, it's, it's it's been been a whole lot of Lamar stuff. But, you know, I, I like to spice it up every now and then with, with, with some more, you know, like in-depth pieces. And, you know, we're starting to get into draft season. They're going to spend more time on draft stuff than I am on free agency just because the Ravens don't have much to do with free agency. Um, but I've, I've, had, I've had a great time writing for them. All right. Really appreciate it, Josh. Other folks out there, if you'd like to do a That One Play episode, hit me up with a DM on Twitter. They're always open. Love to hear from you. I'll get back to you very quickly and we'll get get it scheduled. Josh, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me, Ken, as always. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.